0: to get started visit plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss and we are live i'm pressing got it okay good all right i'm so excited about this conversation as i always am when you join us you're just like you're you're so giving in all of your information dr paul everyone he is back good
1: morning everybody (laughs) good to see you again hey gina
0: Hello, hello. Uh, Today we're talking secondary supplements. We did already have a conversation going over the first set of basic supplements. So let me remind you of that so you can go back and listen to that uh, session. It's also available as a podcast over on Apple and Spotify as well. Um, So the first thing we should do is maybe introduce... Use yourself just in case anyone missed that first segment what is self who is dr paul
1: hey so that? i'm an i'm an orthopedic doctor sorry if i just like wigged out there my uh my, my, my zoom sometimes does that so just let me know gina um i'm an orthopedic doctor i've i've been on the show many times can we call it a show now is this yeah, a show I, I, <laughs> I, I yeah, let's just call it a show <laughs> uh but we come on and, and we talk about all things to do with supplements we kind of talk about obstacles to weight loss we talk about um lab testing we talk about all the things that people have lots of questions about on optimizing and leveling up their health i work with a lot of patients that have gone through the program as well working on all sorts of things anything from hormones to gut health and everything kind of in between and trying to identify what are some of those things that are holding people back from a metabolic perspective and that is a piece of the puzzle that is a big piece of the puzzle Uh, But it's not the only piece. There are other obstacles that are in the psychological realm, that are in the structural physical realm. So, uh, you know, Gina, you do an awesome job of addressing all those different areas and so I kind of have this like real strong focus on the metabolic and supplemental side
0: yeah I mean that's what I love about you is we have we're not afraid to have the real conversations and we have a bit of a different perspective about you know why you think the program process works why I think the program and process works and I think that's really reflective of people in the group who are approaching mm-hmm. this in a variety of different ways and bringing uh you know their their history of dieting and what they know and what they don't know to the table um there's a lot of bullshit to clear up and work through when it comes to the diet industry. Um, Let's talk about you being a naturopath because one of the kind of takeaways and aha moments that I've had in having conversations with you is that there's your doctor who's obviously an amazing resource, right? They're great when you're Mm. you're sick and you have ailments and stuff, but there is this whole realm of supplements and they have been tried and trued and tested. And there is something to say about the value of supplements, especially when it comes to your health and wellness, but your doctor may not be the one who you can have that conversation with not only that, but they seem to rarely have the time to have these conversations and then you have these health food stores and pharmacies that are full of all these supplements they must be for a freaking reason but who the hell do you talk to about them you know um i want to get away from the, the concept of root cause because i think it's not just natural paths and alternative medicine that deals in root cause obviously your doctor is trying to find the root cause of things as well but there is something to be said about a more holistic approach. Um, in fact, someone, someone, I was just reading some questions are like, well, what's the science behind these supplements helping you with weight mm. loss, right? Like, so can we talk about um, supplements in general, like the benefit of them? I know some people are like, meh, I don't need them. Um, I know you have a lot of experience with them. So we can yeah. we just talk about supplements in general for a sec?
1: Sure. Yeah, of course. I mean, this is a, a fundamental question that I think everybody in the program should have a really firm answer on. Uh, and, and anybody, if you're, if you're using any sort of supplements, um, or you're considering them, I think a, a legitimate question, like with every single thing we put in our body, we should be kind of looking at it. Right. Sorry. You, you
0: glitched out. Yeah. You glitched out for a sec. Can you say that
1: again? Am I, am I back? Yeah, you're back. Okay. All right. So I was just saying that, um, anybody that's using supplements and, or, or anything like medicine, uh, pharmaceuticals, you're going to want to have some sort of rationale on why you're doing that. Yeah. Uh, and it's important to understand, number one, there's a few things to consider. Number one is that the idea that there's no research, Gina, on supplements is just yeah. simply not true anymore. Yeah. There is a tremendous amount of research supporting a wide host of benefits on certain supplements. Like, for example, look at probiotics. Yes. Probiotics is an explosion of research on anything from, yes, gut health. So there's some specific strains that will do things like IBS. There are mm-hmm. some specific strains that have actually been studied for weight loss in yeah. humans. Right. So there, we are evolving in the research world and mm-hmm. we, including supplements. And so there's some really, really great high level research being done. So there's a lot of evidence on it. And to say that there's no evidence on it, I think is looking at things <sighs> a bit too simplistically. Yeah. Um, number two is obviously there's a need in our society to top up certain things that are deficient. So like for example, iron, everyone knows iron and B12 are really common deficiencies. Vitamin D is a really common one. Right. So there are really, there aren't great things from a dietary perspective on some things like magnesium uh, and vitamin D that you just can't simply eat it. So you actually have to supplement it. You can test these things, Gina, to see if your levels are adequate. Right. And that is a lot of what I do. And a lot of medical doctors do that too. However, um, you, know, you, men, you uh, mentioned that comment about root cause. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because the, the reality is, is just that the training and the knowledge around diet and supplements are just simply not being taught to medical doctors and pharmacists and nurse practitioners. Yeah. So it's not a matter that they don't want to do that. It's a matter of that they actually don't really know how to. And then secondly, they don't really have the time to. Like yeah. when, think of your last medical doctor visit, your family doctor visit. It's probably been under 10 minutes and it's probably been ultra focused on something that you had to acutely deal with. Yes. But there's a role to play for people that want to level up any aspect of their health. If you want to level up your structural aspect, you want to see a physio or a chiro or an osteo. Yeah. If you want to level up your eye health or dental health we're gonna to have to see a dentist right so we yeah. we do that all the time we do preventative care you go to clean your teeth why yes. would you not also go to assess your diet and your hormones if mm-hmm. those are areas that you think you need like it's like really kind of wacko to think about it where we do it so often with our eyes we do it so often with our teeth because yeah. we don't want to have bad teeth they look yes. bad but we don't see how our cells internally Sorry. don't look right So I don't know. I use that analogy. I explained that actually to to my wife the other day when I was just coming back and sharing feedback, actually people that are in the program I saw yesterday and I was coming home, just kind of generally talking about what I experienced. And so many people are dealing with mental health issues and that, and those are huge areas of limitation in their weight loss, Gina, you and I've talked about this many times. Yeah. And so, you know, my wife made the comment of like, you know, should everybody be seeing like a psychologist or psychotherapist? And I said, you know what, there is a case to be made that if you have any sort of kind of anxiety or mood issues, absolutely. And and there's still a stigma around that in the same way that you should probably have a naturopathic doctor on your team in the same way as you have a dentist or a massage therapist or a chiropractor. So hopefully that gives people an idea. I love that
0: you're bringing that up because I think so many people think um, like mental health and stress is like, you're having a breakdown and like you can't anymore and you're on the verge of what, and it's, it's not that like, you know, I'm all about therapy and my kids get therapy and we're trying to get therapy for our whole family because it's been a really rough last couple of years. Yeah. I, that's, it's, and I think a lot of people, to your point, really struggle with that. There's so many different areas, just like just like your weight loss journey is all about good oral health. Right, it's all about being mentally being able to show up for yourself. It's about, you know, dealing with any kind of you know chronic health issues that you have. And the same thing with these supplements. Like any one of these supplements isn't necessarily going to help you lose weight. If you just took an average person and said take some curcumin or CoQ10 or omega three or magnesium, they're not necessarily going to lose weight. And I think it's with everything that you're doing. Like you're taking like the medications you are taking, the supplements, the foods you are eating, your body's own chemistry, and your hormones, and how your body functions functions and having it all really really work together. One of the big right. takeaways that I had and I think this is the, the 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 negative view on supplements I think is really old school and it's this yeah. concept that if I just eat healthy I can get what I want and you would really have to like in order to get the magnesium that you would need or the omega 3 that you need or whatever you would need you'd have to curate your whole like what you're eating all day every day to specifically get the amounts that you need and then you'd have to take into consideration your your digestive function and your body's ability to break those nutrients down and then you'd have to take it into when those foods are being grown and harvested how much nutrient value they actually have
1: that's right
0: it's a lot easier said than done to get it i mean ideal perfect world yes we would love to just get it from our food but that's not reality
1: it's not reality. Uh, and I, that's the, the answer you just gave is exactly the answer. I give all the time to patients that are skeptical. I've said it before on our, com- in our conversations, let's yeah. think of an example. I just want to make it really practical. Yeah, okay. Let's talk about omega threes. For example, okay. yeah. we have, there's research that's existing that that's been done and replicated that the amount of omega threes we have in our diet in comparison to the other types of fats mm. has dramatically changed, you know? So for example, uh, even 100 years ago, maybe even less than that, 75 years ago, you're going to have about for every one omega-3 that you eat, you're probably eating about four omega-6s. Now, a lot of people just focus on omega-3s as the most important, but there's other fats that are important too. But then there are this uh, industrial kind of like agro revolution in the food industry where supermarkets became a thing where all of a sudden stuff became stored and was able to last a nuclear winter. And right. that is being achieved by these fats that right. n- our body from a genetic and evolutionary perspective was never exposed to. So now all of a sudden we went from one omega-3 to six um, sorry, not six, um, twenty omega-sixes. So we have a huge jump in the amount of omega sixes we're exposed to. Like for example, yes, sips for is a huge one where you see it all the time. Uh and so anything processed. Sorry, well, you- yeah, so what, sorry. Chips, um, you said chips? Yeah, so anything with like okay. omega-6s, so chips, canola oil, uh, any of these kind of like uh, seed oils are going to have huge impacts on the preservation of food, but they also change the amount of omega-3s you need to counterbalance that.
0: Okay. So although we need omega-3s and 6s our diets. The problem is, is that people are getting X amount of six Our diets now, and enough. And is that the issue with seed oils? Did I cut? I, did I cut out I'm a bad connection day? Ah, are you there?
1: I am. I'm here. I can kind of there? hear you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're, doing, we're
1: doing alien um, talk.
0: We are. We're having a bad connection. It's the, I think it's the weather. We're having a bad be, storm yeah. here. Follow the that's weather right. having a bad storm. But we, we'll get through this. So to, just to sum up what you said, there's an overabundance, although you need omega-6s, there seems to be this overabundance availability of them. And, and, and so it's, it's caught when you have too much omega-6, it can cause inflammation in the body. If you're not getting enough omega-3 to bounce that out, one's that out. Is that correct?
1: Correct. Exactly. And that ratio has changed over time, Gina. And that's the perfect reason why we actually need to supplement with something like omega-3s, because you're going to have this massive amount of other fats that have to be counterbalanced. And so that ratio inside of each one of our cells has totally changed. It's changed from what it was optimal. And that is a perfect reason why we need to have extra supplements. And plus the added factor here also is, is that the sources of omega threes over time, especially over the last hundred years, have become increasingly more contaminated. So there are more and more things that are persistent in our environment. We yeah. we don't have, you don't have to be a rocket scientist or someone that's even, you know, a skeptic could uh, appreciate the fact that pollution is on the rise and that there are more food sources that are being contaminated over and over. So I think yeah. that that's a great reason of like, well, let's get a really pure, clean, no heavy metals, no contaminants source of omega-3s like fish oil that is going to be um, a, an added supplement to a healthy diet.
0: it <laughs> make me crazy today. But we're gonna bring up the L- so, Let
1: me try. Let me try. Maybe so, is it so, is it on my side? Gina? know,
0: Omega. So this, you kick enough Omega, spikefish. Do you, I don't know. Am I glitching out on your side?
1: Hello. It's
0: not my connection, is it? Sorry, guys. we're just gonna take a quick intermission. Super <laughs> moment. Hopefully, he's reaching some things. What I was gonna to talk to him about is the fact that. Oh, are you there?
1: I'm, I'm here. Hello. I'm here.
0: Hello, hello. Oh, you're there. Okay, Uh, Tony's rejigging some things. Hopefully, I'm pretty sure it's the storm. It's like super windy out there, so you wouldn't want to eat a lot of fish because fish is very high in mercury. Even the government suggests that you not consume high levels, a lot, lots of fish. So this is where you'd want to supplement as well, right?
1: Okay, I'm back. I can hear you.
0: I was just talking about eating fish. We don't want to eat a lot of fish.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people like I had a patient just yesterday that was like I eat fish three times a week, which a lot of people might say you know that that's pretty healthy, but the reality is is that's quite high in a lot of these persistent contaminants that are in the body. I mean, sorry, that are in the oceans, that are in water. Mm -hmm. And the thing with water, Gina, is that there is a greater concentration of it in water than land because land it kind of stays contained in one spot where let's say wherever the pollution is. With water, you drop it just like a, a dissolution. You know, it's going to dissolve in all the water so yeah. fish especially you know the ones that are larger are going to have higher levels of some contamination so watch things like tuna if tuna is yeah. a staple there's a reason that doctors will tell you to avoid in pregnancy because there is high levels of mercury in.
0: yeah and again we're not fear-mongering this is all science no. now like to the point this is like we wish it wasn't this way but this is the reality of it
1: Yeah. I I hope people think that we're not fear marketing with anything. I mean, like if I'm telling, if I'm telling people this, this is not because I want to make you scared and trying to do this for the benefit of your, your health. I mean, I think again, it's one of those, it's like one of those obvious things like health in a lot of ways, Gina is, is very obvious and rational and logical. I don't know if you have a comment about that because um, there are some things that people are just like, it's staring them right in the face. They know they have to move their bodies. They know they have to eat a certain a certain way, but they just always are like, well, I'm not sure if I need to avoid that big fish because, you know, I, I don't know if I buy into that mercury thing. I'm like, well, everybody's avoiding it because if they're pregnant, they don't want to damage their baby, right? So, I mean, like there's some obvious things. I don't know. Yeah. That's maybe a bit of a rant that I don't want to go on. but well, No, I
0: mean, I mean <laughs> if our government is telling you not to eat the fish, then- yeah, it's problem. I mean, I think people are just really skeptical. I think they really are. They feel yeah. duped. I feel like they're skeptical. They don't know what to believe. And there's this big whole pseudo science, anti pseudo science yeah. movement that is really messing people up in terms of like, yeah, there are there are some people that aren't great saying some really crazy wackadoo shit for totally. the sake of money. But but then there are also there are so many alternatives in life. And you know when you're kind of maxing out your doctor, then what? And to me, I think again any one thing that you do isn't going to necessarily you know change your life or whatever but it's everything that you're doing in combination and i think that's the takeaway here right And that's the conversation with supplements is that you know not any one of these things is going to make you healthier but in combination with eating healthy and drinking your water moving your body and managing your stress and doing all the things can actually make a really big difference right all the little things all the small things that you do add up i'm a big believer in that
1: Yeah, and you know, you you create a program, Gina, that is not going to be everything for everybody. And these supplements are, I think, a great baseline. Yeah, I mean, I think if you were to create a program that you said, you know, what I'm just going to help somebody deal with inflammation, these supplements would be a reasonable thing to do. Yeah, Uh, if you create a program that just a general health and wellness, I want to uh, improve my body's ability to function after exercise, this would be a great supplement regime to do. So I think that you have, you know, I've said this before on your, you know, on our, in our conversations is that these supplements aren't going to be, um, a turbo weight loss booster, raspberry ketone, you know, green coffee, you know, it's not going to be something like that. If that's what you're expecting, then yes, you will be disappointed. And you definitely, uh, you know, you can definitely uh, say that that would be snake oil, but it's not, these are foundational well-researched study things. CoQ10, yeah. turmeric, just, you know, if you want, if you're skeptical about something like turmeric and inflammation, I see this all the time with my practice and patients is that when people are inflamed, their metabolism is not worrying about losing weight. Yeah. They want to, the, their metabolism is focused on just survival. Yes, uh, And so turmeric can ha- be helpful for doing that. There's research showing that it helps decrease inflammation. Magnesium helps decrease inflammation. And is a, is a is a primary supplement, not even a su- secondary one. Yeah. So, um, I dunno, let's go through some of these supplements. I know that people are on, you know, I think people want to have some questions around each one of these, but I think that, um, I think that that gives the people a good context of where we're coming from.
0: Okay. So these are just the order that they're in the book. They're not any one is better than the other. Any of those yeah. things. Let's start, with the MCT oil. Um, let's start with MCT oil. Let's um, start with MCT oil. I mean, so- people hear fat burner and they think, go, 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 Like not necessarily. And then they're going to be
1: going to the bathroom for.
0: Yes. I mean, as they would, if they downed any kind of liquid olive oil, for example, yeah.
1: If you chugged olive oil, it's a good laxative if you take it in higher amounts. <laughs> uh, so MCT oil. So it stands for medium chain triglycerides. It's one that's available now in almost any store, even in regular, uh, you know, uh, grocery stores uh, in the health food section. And the, the the unique thing about these MCT oils, Gina, is that they are absorbed uh, very rapidly and uniquely in the stomach. They bypass the ability to have to get processed through the liver. So there's this kind of like, you know, shortcut VIP section. And these. Right mct's get in the bloodstream and so what they can what they can help do is that they act like a little bit of an extra fuel source for our muscles and for our brain so it's not like it's ketones but it's a precursor to ketones and ketones we're not talking keto diet here but we are uh, talking about fueling your your body and cells in multiple ways so most yes. times cells are using just glucose and if you and i are sitting here we're just using glucose we're not breathing heavily but If that glucose store gets depleted after exercise, or if we're limiting the amount of refined junky carbs that we're eating and grains, we're cutting back on that. Our brain and our body also wants additional fuel sources. And so this is where MCT um, comes in.
0: Okay, what, what do we want to look for when it comes to purchasing MCT?
1: Yeah, uh, generally most MCT that I've seen Gina is pretty much the same that I have uh, that I look at. It's obviously going to be a, a liquid form or powder form. Some people can't handle the liquid. So they're going to go, they're going to obviously look at one like that. So you can do like a teaspoon, you can put it on top of a salad. You don't want to cook with MCT oil. You don't want to heat it up in any way, it. shape or form. Yeah. You want to keep it raw. Uh, you know, most oils are best done, you know, extra virgin cold press type of ideas. So flaxseed oil, olive oil, you definitely don't want to be heating MCT oil because it's not not very stable whatsoever. Uh, and some people just put it in their coffee too. That's another way yeah, of doing that, it, right? That's
0: the whole, that came out, the Bulletproof coffee. Now Bulletproof is just a brand. It's a company. It's a brand
1: by that, David Asprey. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's just a brand. And so you'll pay like 45 bucks for that, maybe 20 something for this. So it's, you, you know, yeah. um, it's just a marketed, but a lot of people put it in their coffee. Um, I find it kind of calms the mind, but gives the body a bit of a kick. Like yeah. I used to I suggest this bodybuilder, natural bodybuilders back in the day, but also like high stress people, eight, type, personality type of people um, can benefit for something like this. Who would need to be mindful of it, of adding this in?
1: Yeah. Anybody that doesn't have a gallbladder and you want to increase fats in their diets, you're going to have some digestive issues potentially. So start with a lower dose maybe for those people Okay. and always take, in my opinion, take MCT oil with foods. And because it's a fat, it's going to be better absorbed. If you're going to take that coffee on a totally empty stomach, you probably could put a little MCT oil in it as well. Um, but again, you're going to probably have a more beneficial absorption of it when you take it with, with other fats.
0: Okay. So if you're adding um, it to a coffee and it's causing your tummy to be like, maybe have it with food,
1: maybe have it with food. Exactly. Question. Uh, yeah.
0: All right. Can you take that? Like, do you also, like I tell people, if you're taking this, you also want to make sure you're having an omega-3 Is this, is this going to add to like, if you have to be mindful if you have cholesterol levels with this
1: um yeah you know that's a great question usually uh i it's definitely coconut oil that's more the issue remember mct oil comes from coconut and yeah. coconut oil has a lot of saturated fat. mct oil is now purified doesn't have that saturated fat in it in the same way that coconut does yeah so and co- coconut oil actually a couple of years ago, came up with that controversy of like you know cardiologists saying don't do coconut oil because it's not heart healthy but when you dig into the research. And you start looking at that definitely, yep. total cholesterol went up after they were using coconut oil, but also your good cholesterol went up, your yes. HDL. And so it raised all the types of fats and that actually didn't change the ratio of good fats to bad fats. And the risk for cardiovascular disease is really impacted by that ratio. So a lot of, uh, a lot of people are, uh, a lot of doctors are really overstressed and panicked about cholesterol because that's like a huge thing that they always look at. I'm a little bit more uh, conservative with my cholesterol uh, approaches. And I think cholesterol in general is has a lot of beneficial effects in our body like for example vitamin d is made from cholesterol so if you yeah. starve yourself from all cholesterol yes. your brain is then starving from right.
0: fat. your brain is in, yes yeah. and i think that it's like you one of the ways that you decrease cholesterol is yes if you're eating cheese and meats and de- like all that all the time High it's fat, it's yeah. fat, yes decrease that but it's more also bumping up your good fats like your omega-3s that whole coconut thing remember when the, the movie theaters used to make all their popcorn with coconut oil and then that whole thing came out and and they switched yeah. all over to like some crappy oil it like screwed yeah. everybody i'm like what is happening oh my god
1: yeah <laughs> remember movie theaters that's it was not a thing <laughs> I guess what?
0: you haven't it. been to a movie theater lately to go see top gun come on how old are you
1: i i, I do i do want to see top gun that's <laughs> so true but um no i haven't no I, I i'm not a movie theater i guess maybe covid kind of changed that a little bit <laughs>
0: i love it let's talk to um let's talk adaptogens now adaptogens, Ooh, my favorite it sounds like wooey and like scary and there's so many of them um we used to talk about adrenal support right but we thought let's take this conversation a step further it's really yeah. adaptogens more that are in adrenal support and adrenal support's gotten a bad rap so i want to talk about the benefit of adaptogens
1: yeah so it's interesting that uh, that you say adrenal system has gotten a kind of a bad rap and I still think in my practice it's one of the most under appreciated underassessed areas of our body. Everyone knows like about thyroid and, and a lot of this has to do, Gina, because it's easy to test. Thyroid is yeah. very easy to test on blood work, but adrenal system is very not easy to test. And you could have a, a lot of adrenal dysfunction. I'm going to use that word specifically. I'll come okay. back to that. Yeah. Because I think the reason that adrenal system has gotten a bad rap is because it is poorly understood by mm-hmm. a lot of skeptics and, yes. and even in the conventional medicine. And they often hear from their patients, you know, my naturopath, or I read online, talked to me about adrenal fatigue, adrenal which fatigue. is really a misnomer. And it, 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 your adrenal system rarely ever gets fatigued that when it gets exhausted, it really is a state that is emergency, which is called Addison's disease. Yeah. And that's where there's no production. And so that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about this like fuzzy gray area where uh, people are a tremendous amount of stress for a long period of time. They haven't been able to recover and their adrenal system is dysfunctional and it's production of its main hormones. And those are cortisol DHEA and aldosterone. So if people are really fatigued, if their blood sugar is all over the place, AKA like really low and you all get hangry all the time, yeah. if you get dizzy standing up really quickly, uh, you know, these are all potential signs your adrenal system may be dysfunctional. Not that it's fatigued, but it's not producing it fast enough moment to moment. And you don't get that tested in labs. So we actually use different testing. So this is a long way of me saying that the adrenal system is really important to address. And that's why you've included an adaptogenic formula, which helps augment and support the adrenal system.
0: I was just so that's what today.
1: adaptogens are.
0: So you can like your adrenals don't get fatigued, but there's things you can do to help support your adrenals. Correct. And Correct. would it be proper to say that in strength, can you strengthen your adrenals?
1: You can help them produce the hormones and their functionality better.
0: Okay, so in supporting your adrenals, yep. would that have an effect on your thyroid then?
1: Yes, it is. Good, I'm glad you brought that up because the adrenal system, if you understand a little bit about the, what all these hormones do, they be, it's basically like the regulator of the body. So like if the thyroid would be the thermostat of the body, The adrenal system is kind of like the regulator of the body. It regulates all these systems. Like for example, cortisone, right? You've heard of, everyone's heard of cortisone. Like if you've had a sore shoulder, you go get a cortisone shot sometimes if it doesn't want to go away. Cortisone is like one metabolite off from cortisol, which is produced by the adrenal glands. Cortisol is anti-inflammatory, just like cortisone. Cortisone, in fact, locally at the tissue is converted to cortisol. Oh,
0: okay. So.
1: If your cortisol is not being properly produced, you're not going to be able to regulate inflammation as well. You're not going to be able.
0: What about overproduction of. um...
1: Yeah. So I was just going to say there's the flip side of that. So that's the problem. If there's not enough, you're not going to be able to have, you're you're going to have um, not enough anti-inflammatory hormone in your body. But if you have too much cortisol, now you start getting into. I'm revving my engine all the time, if we're going to use that analogy, and you have lots of of high cortisol. There's lots of research on high cortisol affecting memory, affecting things like fertility, hormones, sleep disruption. A huge issue with sleep disruption is cortisol spiking late at night, and then blood sugar going down middle of the night, waking people up for no reason that they don't even know why. So if you're listening to this and you have sleep dysfunction and you've tried all sorts of different things. From your doctor or even over the counter and you still can't sleep it could be a cortisol problem mm. not always but it could be and so these are these are all the potential symptoms of high cortisol gene. Well,
0: okay, and
1: adaptogens so- have been studied to lower cortisol and to and and uh, even better balance cortisol like you know one of the favorites one that's in that formula is called ashwagandha most people have heard of this like ashwagandha herb and it, it, it is Um, well-researched to help balance cortisol levels. And what that means is that people that have had high cortisol, they eventually will have scores, uh, stress scores lower. They'll have cortisol scores that are more in range compared to placebo that didn't. So there is research showing that it helps balance those cortisol levels.
0: Okay. And this conversation is so interesting because cortisol hormone, yeah? Hormone?
1: The hormone, so
0: yes. We talk about hormones being balanced, but hormones are never in balance because they're always in flux. But then you talk about cortisol being balanced. So the individual hormones are all about balancing them. But you're all of that. It's all how, when you talk about balancing hormones, they're all of them are always trying to adjust.
1: Right? Yeah. Let me, let, maybe let me clarify that. I'll, I, like I'll, when people think balance, they think like, okay, I just I have a steady state. So the balance. Uh, maybe a more accurate way of saying is that it follows the proper rhythm that normally you should follow. So, and and when I say balance, I mean, your cortisol should be elevated in the morning and then it should be lower at night. That's what a balanced curve of cortisol is. It's never, you never want it to be flatlined. I think a lot of people think like balance is like, okay, it's the same all the time. No, you're right. It's changing all the time. Depends on what time of the month your progesterone estrogen is changing. But that is the healthy, balanced range of the, of the changing. We have rhythms in our body, a circadian rhythm. We have an ultradian rhythm, which is, you know, uh, half an hour, an hour happening. We're circadians, 24 hours governed by the sun. We have to sleep. We have to be awake. If you feel like those, you struggle with energy and you struggle with sleep, then your circadian pattern may be off.
0: Yeah, like if you're if you're like tired during the day and then wired at night, right? Right,
1: that's right. That's exactly what I'm talking about.
0: So in the book, we have a list of all these adaptogens. you know, all these things, ashwagandha, ginseng, yep. rishi, you know, rhodiola, all of that. How do we know what we need? I mean, this is a, a concentrated formula, right? This is where you got adrenal support or this is called Adrenal Smart. There's yep. a variety of different things. You can get the health food store pharmacy from your local naturopath. Um, yep. I mean, obviously with any of these supplements, if you want to know the particular is going to see someone like you getting yourself tested, right. you know, is definitely the way to go. Um, but for the average person, just kind of covering the basis, being like, maybe I'll pick some of this stuff up. How do we know, like, is its is it, is it, is it one-stop shop in my adrenal?
1: Yeah. So uh, I think that, I think that your, um, the idea that one formula fits everybody obviously is not going to work, but the one that you have in your hand there. Is a combination of adaption. So a lot of companies, supplement companies, have now gone to the point of you know what? Let's combine a bunch of the ones you just mentioned. So yeah. Siberian ginseng, rhodiola, ashwagandha. You know, there's mushrooms like reishi have adaptogenic properties, and yeah. so they've they've combined it into a combination formulation. Now there's pros and cons to that, Gina. One of the cons is that you know up being upfront and honest is that that combination is rarely studied together. You know, so we don't actually know what all those things do together, but clinical experience and over the last 50 years, we can kind of see that, that A, there's an incredibly great safety profile. Adaptions are extremely well-tolerated. There is um, even Health Canada and the FDA look at what's called historical monographs, meaning like a lot of the herbs that you mentioned were used for thousands of years in in China and India and the doctors and practitioners have used them to good success and very safe effects. So there is definitely a historical perspective of botanical medicine. Yeah, um, But if you're a little bit more of a Puritan and you want to have that uh, more single specificity, there's a lot of research on individual herbs like the ashwagandha that has been shown to balance your cortisol when you take it, let's say, in the evening. Adaptogens like an ashwagandha have a calming effect where something like Panax ginseng, which you find in cold effects, uh, or you find in, in a standalone ingredient, is more like a stimulating adoption. So if you are unsure, that's where your naturopathic doctor really comes in to identify what do you really need, because some women might need one, uh, uh, you know, males might need another, you know, teenagers might need another, a, a person that's trying to uh, deal with insomnia might have another. So That formula is a good general one for people that are just kind of support their adrenal system. Yeah. You know what? I have some stress, but I, you know what? In generally my energy is pretty good. A lot of people on the plan have amazing energy after they start eating a certain way. So that's a big sign that food is a big issue with your energy production. But if you've eaten on plan and your energy is still off, now you start hunting for the reasons why. Uh
0: I love this. I love this. Okay, this is the Lorna Vanderheg, um, oh. Adrenal Smart, because I know people are going to ask. Question. So I add this in, I'm expecting like the next day, I'm going to sleep like a baby and I'm going to feel amazing. That's not going to be the case. Is it?
1: Wouldn't that be be nice? But no, (laughs) the reality is, is that in most cases, those combination ingredient formulations, the trade-off is that you use a little bit lower doses of each to be able to fit it all into one capsule. And so that's going to have a little bit more of a longer term effect. So I think what you're looking for with any adaptogenic formula, if you're following the dose that's on the label, generally, you should notice that you're a little bit more relaxed in the next month, probably after three or four weeks. And you might notice that your energy is improved a little bit. Now, if you don't have those improvements, which there's a lot of people listening to it probably are like, well, I took it and I don't really notice the difference. Maybe you won't notice the difference. till you actually come off it after you've been on it for about two months. I had, a patient just yesterday saying this exact same thing to me. He's like, I didn't really realize the effect of these supplements until I just went on a vacation mm-hmm. for a long weekend and didn't take it. And I was like, wow, my yeah. joints hurt. I'm more tired. Yeah, There's, That's the subtlety of yeah. natural health products, Gina, is that they are not going to make a headache disappear like Advil within 30 minutes in mm-hmm. some cases, but they might decrease your headache over the span of a month and be like, huh, I didn't get a headache this week. And right. then once you miss it, all of a sudden the headaches start coming back. If yeah. you're use those there's
0: exactly. no real. I mean, there's science, but there's not. I mean, I learned this from medications when my ex was taking a bunch of um, he had a he has a bad heart. He's on dialysis mm-hmm. kidneys. He was a mess, but he was taking these medications for his heart that was causing this bad cough from my research. And yep. we went to the specialist and, um, I said, Hey, I think this one medication is causing this horrible cough. And he's like, Oh yeah, it probably is just like, just take that one out and double up on the other one. And I was like, don't we have to do a blood test? Don't we? He's like, no, we know what, we know what medications work for certain things. We try That's them." Right. He's like, it's a crap shoot. They're going to work. They're going to not work. We're going to find different combinations. I was like, that is not very fucking scientific. Like there's what, and then so like a lot of times people like with doses, they're freaking out about the doses with stuff like this. Like, well, how much of this? How much of that? What do I right. start with? How do I adjust that? And I'm like, do you realize this is the same thing with medications? Like, this is why you've got to be going so to a doctor. Yeah. When your body's making so much change and get these things adjusted, because if they're making you feel good and all of a sudden they're making you feel off, chances are you need to switch the dose. Because can we talk about that? Like, yeah,
1: I, I love that you brought that up because that is such a huge you know, we, we, we pride ourselves that we're an evidence-based kind of medical system and we generally try to be, but there is a limitation to that gene, as you just pointed out, you are not a double blind randomized control trial. You yourself, your body is not. So we are taking our, our best data that we have and, and we can use a supplement too. the same idea, but that means that, you know, you can try it. And some people are like, I have no effect, or I might have a negative effect. Okay, so then we go to plan B, and every doctor always has a plan B and C. And yeah. that is often a trial and error, Gina. That isn't like, you know, you can't do a blood test to see that you can't handle an ACE inhibitor, which was causing your ex's cough. Yeah. That is a well known side effect. And the solution is let's just try a different hyper, hypertension medication. There's no like research or data or test that you can do that will tell you that. And so, yeah. you know, this is kind of like the worst kept secret in medicine is that we use the data that we that our patient's giving us, and that includes feedback, that includes past history, that includes the research, but oftentimes has to be changed on the fly based on your feedback to the patient.
0: Yeah. Well, what about people who added in like someone's like the collagen? I saw someone was like, I'm taking collagen. It's giving me headaches. Like also, so does the detox process and so many other yeah. things and stress in yeah. your life. So how long do you continue to take something if you feel like it's, it's like, if it's maybe having okay. a negative effect or it's not like, what do you do about that? I
1: love, I love that question. Cause I get it all the time. I have to answer emails to this effect all the time. So if you've started something brand new and you get an effect probably within 24 hours, let's say you took that adaptogenic formula and all of a sudden you had hives that broke out. That's probably some sort of allergic reaction. That was the only thing that you did. Right. However, there might be with a starting a diet or implementing some of these you know, natural health products. If you are a sensitive person, maybe implement them one every, once every couple of days just to kind of see if you have less variables. Mm-hmm. The other thing that you can always do is, is if you have an effect like the headaches, which is kind of can be caused by weather, it can be caused by a detox, you Yeah. Know, what don't right Changes away assume seasons. that seasons. Change of seasons, right?
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Or it could be something you ate. Like, it's just totally random. You didn't sleep well. You, your neck is a little stiff. So what I always recommend to patients is like, if you strongly suspect that, uh, then take that particular variable out, whether it's, you know, uh, the supplement that you started, and mm-hmm. see if it goes away and then reintroduce it one other time again just to see if it's reproducible. Okay. That's a way that you can kind of use yourself as a little bit of a research study to say, is this something that's causing that effect or was that a totally random fluke and mm-hmm. coincidence? Okay. It often happens that it's coincidental and you can go back to continue taking it.
0: Okay, good. So play around with it. That's what I always yeah. say. Play around with yeah. it. That's what I mean by it. Kind
1: of. You kind of have to know your dose. Like some people that I see are very sensitive. So that I tell them, start one at a time, start with like one capsule instead of doing the two capsules the bottle recommends. Yeah. Uh, and uh, on the flip side too, if you've been taking the adaptogenic formula, and you're taking two capsules or three capsules a day, and you are a bigger person then you know, someone like myself, I'm over 200 pounds, you know, maybe they might need three capsules a day to right. notice the difference. So there is, a, there is some flexibility yeah. to play with some of the dosing. this is the this is what doctors do. And you can kind of advocate with yourself. The great news with natural health products, Gina, it should be stated that unlike pharmaceutical medications, the safety profile and the risk for having a negative effect is so much smaller than any sort of drug you could easily take three capsules of that adaptogenic formula and it probably would be efficacious for you and beneficial without having ne- any negative effects. So that's, a, that's the beauty of natural health products is that they're incredibly safe.
0: So something you just said there resonated. So if you were a smaller person, like maybe shorter, not a lot of weight yep. to lose, would it be safe to say that you, could, you, you would need less and someone who is taller and you know, a bigger person would need more?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And this is a common principle used in pharmaceutical medicine all the time, where you actually will make a dose based on body mass, Uh, just like kids need a smaller dose, the idea has to do with body mass. So if you have a smaller frame and smaller weight, then you may not need to take the full dose of that complex to get the same effect. I always like to say with my patients, we want to find the lowest beneficial dose. And that's, you know, that might be uh, one or two less capsules on some things. Like the magnesium, too. Like, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, I'm going to go three tablespoons right off the bat. And like, you know, they're wondering, you know, yeah, for a week, I've been in this toilet for like in the morning. I'm like, well, obviously, right. So go back and like do one teaspoon, start with that. Or, Gina, a lot of people get really focused on magnesium as a sleep aid. And so it does help you sleep, but it's not a sedative. It's not a hypnotic. It's not a sleeping pill. You can take it in the morning, it's not going to put you to sleep. It just helps your muscles relax. So when your body is ready to sleep, you get a better and deeper sleep, but it's not going to make you pass out. It's not going to make you unfit to drive. So I I think you could, if you're struggling with, all right, I'm getting diarrhea in the mornings, right. Then take one teaspoon in the morning and mix it with a lemon water. And that's warm. You could easily do that too. So break it up and that's going to be a lot more tolerable
0: Your gut. such a great tip such a great tip um curcumin curcumin or turmeric turmeric yeah
1: so turmeric is the herb just like ginger it looks like a root except yellow or stains your hands cook with it a lot of indian cuisine a lot yeah. of asian cuisine that turmeric has an active component gina called curcumin and curcumin is the most well-researched one but there's some other ones as well so you want to kind of take turmeric you can see it says turmeric and then curcumin Yeah. turmeric is the big herb curcumin is the active ingredient and it is the one that has a tremendous amount of research when it comes to inflammation, but also on cardiovascular health, on brain protection. And we know a lot of processes with aging have to do with degeneration of the brain and oxidation and inflammation. So I think that there's a tremendous amount of, uh, even medical doctors now are, are recommending turmeric. I'm, I'm quite surprised that family doctors like, go oh, try some turmeric because the research is quite good on you know joint pain and, and osteoarthritis. but Um, Again, with the dose, people have to kind of like play with it, find the right dose. But generally speaking, it's about 400 milligrams, two to three times a day, which is what most of those um, uh, capsules are. The one final thing I'll say is that just like pharmaceutical medicine, uh, naturopathic and nutraceutical medicine evolves. And so there's a lot of uh, technology that's been put into new turmeric forms, new curcumin forms that have made it much more absorbable because... Turmeric and curcumin are not very water soluble. They actually are fat soluble and that makes them tougher to get into the body. So uh, some of the, a little bit more expensive ones, even though the amount that's in it is a little smaller, it actually is more what's called bioactive or bioavailable. And that means you're going to get more in the body. And so I find with my patients, If you're not getting the benefit with just a straight turmeric, which is basically like powdered root, or even if you went to bulk barn and bought it, you might actually need the activated version of it to be able to get into your joints because it penetrates into those areas better, Gina.
0: So, so inflammation, it's not just creaky joints. It's also in your brain. It affects your body's whole messaging system. We're going to talk inflammation in our next session with you, but you know, if I'm thinking I have a lot of inflammation, which is one of the things that can affect, it's not going to stop you from losing weight, but can definitely affect it. This is where I might want to go see a natural path because do you guys have access to like stronger, more potent, more tried true, tested? Like do you have specific brands that you work with?
1: I do uh, all of the above. So I think the, the, one of the big things that I do with my patients is I, is I make a personalized recommendation of saying, you know what, we need this right dose. And it might actually be a higher dose. And no. that's something that's done under my supervision. There might be a more uh, potent extract. There might be a combination that I've seen with my patients. There are certain types of inflammation, Gina, that don't respond well to turmeric. So I think that, again, we're making general recommendations here to people, but always you want to make sure that there isn't any interactions with medications. Like for example, blood thinners, that's one that y'all would think, always think about with turmeric.
0: Okay. Um, but
1: also with people that have gastric ulcers, uh, we ought to be careful. All this is listed out on the label,
0: yeah. uh, but
1: there's also yeah. combinations of things that are more appropriate for if you have a more stickiness of your blood, that's a form of inflammation or joint inflammation rather than something that is more autoimmune. Let's say like rheumatoid arthritis or uh, you know, tendonitis or bursitis, like all these itises, which are inflammation, they respond differently to different things sometimes. And so that's a lot of what I do with my patients.
0: What do you have a specific brand that like a, a general run of the mill you can buy at the health food store kind of pharmacy brand? Like, like, is it, is Jameson good? Is Weber's good? Like, do you have off the top of your head?
1: You know what? it, it Honestly, Gina, if you're specifically talking about turmeric, I don't use any I mean, of those brands for that. In, I mean, general, in general. Yeah. They're, 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 there, there's no right answer, I guess that for that, because there isn't one brand that has is good for everything. There's probably like, for example, Weber's or natural factors, they make a great B12 and CoQ10 and it's more cost-effective and there's probably no difference. In fact, I've tested it before. My colleagues have tested it. It's the same thing as the expensive brands. Yeah. So you can actually third-party test this even yeah. over and above what the company does. Yeah. But there are some things that are only available through some of the more professional brands, whether it's a combination, whether it's a specific extract that you can find in some of these more pharmacy-based brands. So they're a little bit more pricey. And there's usually a reason why we do that. The dose is higher. For example, mm-hmm. omega 3s is a really common one. Yeah. The Weber ones you buy at, uh, at uh, Costco probably are very clean. There isn't any sort of like contaminants, but the amount that you're getting in there is really small. Uh, yeah. so, so you pay
0: less, but you have to take
1: more you have to pay a lot. Exactly. And a lot of people, they kind of cap out after you're probably taking, you know, three or four capsules. They're probably like, I don't want to do anymore. (laughs) And so I want to, I'd rather take it in a liquid form and actually have a therapeutic effect. And that's another huge takeaway point, Gina, is that a lot of people get frustrated with natural health products. Uh, Skeptics really kind of like jive on this where they're like, well, it doesn't really work. Well, If you look at some of the research studies, they've actually not the dosage hasn't been very therapeutic. And Mm. a lot of times these studies, they're not in such large numbers and the the power and the magnitude isn't the same as some of these pharmaceutical studies because no one's funding massive studies because it's, these are free substances. Like these are not, this is not patentable. It's not like there's some major money to be made that is like unique to that one ingredient. so. You know, of course, the research studies are going to be a little bit more smaller, but um, that doesn't mean they, they don't exist. And, uh, and a lot of times people have to take the right amount to get the beneficial effect. You know, that's huge. I, I can't underestimate that.
0: Yeah, and we should say you do have a background in supplements, right? Like, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, we don't talk about that. We talk about what you do as a natural path, but you do have a pretty extensive background in supplements. Yeah,
1: for a decade I was working in the nutraceutical industry in terms of formulation. I know all the back end on how things are sourced, how things are made, how things are tested, how Health Canada is involved. I was intimately involved as the medical director for one of the biggest natural products companies in Canada, and you know there is a lot of excellent science going into a lot of these things. And there are some companies that are you know, on Amazon that are cut rate and they're not doing the same stuff. So there's, yeah. uh, there's a huge disparity in some of the supplements and usually you get what you pay for, Gina. So, yeah, I was just
0: gonna say, so be skeptical, but be skeptical of source and where you're purchasing these from. And if it seems like a too good to be true price, it's probably too good to be true price. And you are gonna get what you pay for when it comes to supplements, right? And there's
1: always a reason that there's that there's that there's a it's really inexpensive. It's either the dose is really, it's not always that it's crappy quality, it Mm -hmm. might be that the dose is really low. Uh, like you might look at it and be like, wow, there's like all these ingredients in it, but it's all like five milligrams of each one. And it's really not going to do anything. So yeah. you might take it and you might you might have saved a buck, but you actually get no benefits. so yeah. I'd rather you take something that you're gonna get benefit from, take it for two or three months, then stop it because you don't need it. That, that yeah. part of the body's been replaced or healed or repleted instead of being like, all right, I'm on this one-a-day multi for. Ever. You know, why? Well, forever. And, yeah. and it's not doing anything. So and that that's just flies against kind of the principles of, of orthomolecular system biology medicines, like, you know, get the right dose at the right time in the right way.
0: I think that whole like multivitamin, I think a lot of people hear that, like it doesn't do much, like it doesn't, it's great for covering the bases, but if you are deficient, it doesn't do anything. And I think people kind of misconstrue that to think, well, supplements don't work, you know, or even though, even the exactly. one, like, well, if you, if you if your pee is colored, like by taking your bees, then that means you're peeing it out. No, it means that your body's absorbing what it needs and getting the myth. everything else, yep. because it doesn't mean um, we're gonna get to the bees in a sec. Let's stop and talk about CoQ10. Sure. I mean, this isn't. This is for heart health. This is more in a roundabout yep. way, just basic health and wellness. Let's talk about this. This for a yeah. second.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say CoQ10. Really, the big thing there is that if you are on any heart medication, especially statins, you are majorly depleted in CoQ10. Mm-hmm. It helps with the mitochondrial uh, production of energy, and if you haven't heard that term, it basically is the little power plants that are producing energy inside your cells. Mm-hmm. And it, when they're not functional, they are going to be sluggish. And CoQ10 helps them may, uh, become more functional. Yeah. Extremely well studied and well tolerated. There are really no no major side effects to CoQ10. In uh, it could be added to a complementary, you know, regime you know, we talk about heart health as the main indication, which is true. There's some research on lowering blood pressure, but you know, Gina, there's a lot of research on CoQ10 when it comes to other things like fertility, it's an antioxidant. So it's not just a one-dimensional thing. CoQ10 has a a lot of different influences. I think that's where you're trying to uh, put it into your program as a, as a energy support. It's not like they're like, ah, my God, you know, like flying off the rails. It's more of like at the cellular level, how can we make our Power plants, are, are, are energy production more efficient and CoQ10 is, that's what it does.
0: Good, good. everybody can take it. Anyone need yep. to worry about this?
1: Yeah. yeah, really, there's no, again, there's really no main interactions that we have to think about. Uh, and, you know, obviously kids, but um, you there really isn't a need for kids. There are enough energies off the charts already.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. Let's uh, talk about Bs, B12s, B complexes. Why do we need them? What do we want to be mindful <laughs> of?
1: Yeah. So B complex is a combination of all the B vitamins. There's a whole, you can see them. Yeah. There's a B 100. Interesting. A little fun fact, the fact that, uh, the 100 stands for the dose that usually is on the label of each one of them. Yep. And that really, unfortunately is a marketing kind of, um, um, mechanism where there's no research or rationale why you'd want a hundred of all the B vitamins.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, like for example, like a hundred of B one is adequate. 100 of B6 is adequate, but 100 of uh, B12 is not adequate, you know, and uh, so, or yeah, so that's where you do B12, yeah. Yeah. So that's actually uh, 10,000 microgram, which you see there, which is basically 10 milligrams, which is actually a mega dose of B12. That's a really high one. Uh, And and B B vitamins are are really important because uh, similarly to CoQ10, they complement the cell's energy to produce um the the energy systems and and support kind of the cellular energy metabolism but a lot of times it's manifested in like I'm really tired um, also really important for nerve uh, healing brain healing mm. uh, anybody that's on the birth control pill anybody that is um, drinking a little bit more as a history of alcohol these are all things that deplete B vitamins right. a lot of medications Gina uh, if you just go through the list B vitamins have to be used in the detox processes for, for uh, metabolizing these medications. Like for example, one for diabetes is metformin, one of the most common ones. And B12 is a well-known deficiency of metformin so much to the point that even now some pharma companies are just combining the two same thing with magnesium and acid blockers. It's a, it's a, it's a black box warning. You may get become deficient in magnesium with some of these medications. That block acid. So you need acid to absorb magnesium. You need acid to absorb your, I'm talking stomach acid yeah. for your B vitamins. And so right. if you don't have enough of those, you're going to become deficient. If you're vegan, you're not going to have enough. If you have ever been plant-based, you might not have enough. So there's all these reasons that you should be very conscious of doing a B vitamin, having enough B in your body, and I guess I know the next natural question is, how do I know how much I need? And and in general, you can test your B12, yes. but you can't. And you can test your B6 out of pocket, but no other vitamins can you really test. No yeah. other B vitamins. Yeah. And so really, uh, the the combination of the B vitamins all is based on research of each individual one. And when you mm-hmm. put them all together, mm-hmm. generally you should expect your energy to get better.
0: So you mentioned something about stomach acid. So if someone's missing their gallbladder, would they particularly need to add in the, the, the B? The it's
1: not so much a gallbladder, Gina, that those are two independent systems that are connected. They're kind of beside each other, but stomach acid is produced in the stomach. The gallbladder then is now being piped into via the, gall, the, the bile duct into the small intestine right. that helps with emulsifying fats. So the stomach acid breaks down proteins, helps absorb your minerals and your vitamins, that happens immediately in the stomach. And then the gallbladder happens a little bit the next step down. But a lot of times people are popping Tums or taking acid blockers, Um, acid blocking medications are prescribed like Tic Tacs to even infants, which I find so tragic where it's like you have colic, let's get you on an acid blocker. And and while that may make their symptoms go away, might make you feel good because you don't have burning, but it's not addressing why the burning was happening in the first place. Mm And that is something that needs to happen because you might be able to tolerate that for a couple of weeks or a month, but then the long term effects start stacking on top of that. And you start developing risk for osteoporosis because you're not absorbing your minerals. These are things that are well documented. This is not like, uh, you know, woo -woo science. This is like hardcore mainstream stuff that really we should be aware of.
0: Okay. I'm conscious of the time. I got two more things to talk about Um, trace minerals.
1: Yeah, I'm a huge fan for, for the fact that people are drinking a lot of water with yeah. the Livy program. So yeah. you want to really be conscious of your trace minerals, especially now in the summer, Gina, yes, yes. where you're going to be sweating more. You're going to be, um, you know, expending more. If you're exercising, you should be more conscious of that. If you're somebody that has muscle cramps, you should be thinking about your trace minerals. Your minerals help your muscle uh, firing conduction. Uh, restless legs are really important and uh, you can't really test for this other than it becoming really out of range i've had some patients that are drinking you know six seven liters of water a day and then they're gonna their sodium levels will be low mm-hmm. and their doctor calls them saying what's going on well that's yeah. obvious you know but people usually might get symptoms before that they might get things like dizziness they might get things like uh, you know some of that, the, the cramping that i mentioned because the water is diluting your minerals so you can yeah. just as it says on the label add that into, you know, a bottle, let's say like this, you yep. know, 10, 10 drops, as it says in a, let's say yep. a liter and just drink that it has a very mild taste. And I think it's pretty generally, most people are deficient in trace minerals. We kind of like get by with the bare minimum to be able to function. But I think in terms of optimizing some of these things like potassium and yep. magnesium and some of these trace minerals, I think that um, that's really helpful.
0: Now, I do have to say this on program, it's not about drinking more and more and more water. It's about making sure that Each individual is drinking enough for them. If you're shorter and smaller, you can drink less than someone who's bigger and taller. Someone who is doesn't have a lot of weight to lose and is drinking sort of maybe 2.7 to 3.5 liters, they would still need to add this in, right? That would still be beneficial to them.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that it does, Uh, you know, and not, I have had lots of people that don't use the trace minerals, but they're also, uh, you know, being conscious of drinking, you know, things like coconut water or bone broth. Like there are natural forms that you can make your own Sole water. You can make your own, you know, like electrolyte formula. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, But for people that, you know, generally speaking, I would say trace minerals are important, especially if you've gone from drinking one liter to, you know, four or five liters as, you know, people are trying to up their water intake.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm drinking, I'm, I mean, I'm totally trying to get my, I'm not drinking Pedialyte in the morning. I've replaced my coffee with Pedialyte because I'm desperately trying to get my levels up a little higher. I could totally add this in, but it tastes like crap. But I...
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're not really repping it, Gina. <laughs> uh, you know, you know there are other electrolyte formulations. So like, you know, yes, trace minerals will have a saltier taste. Think about yes. it. So you're kind of like drinking seawater.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: which it is It's what it is, yeah, is what right? It is, right? Yeah. It's, it's like a, a balanced form of sodium. And potassium and magnesium and all these other trace minerals but you can also get it from drinking bone broth yeah. you can also get it from drinking coconut water like i mentioned there are also like yeah. powder electrolyte versions you do mix up yeah. which are phenomenal yeah. biosteel is a good one i don't recommend yeah. things like uh things like Powerade and gatorade because there's just a ton of chemical sugar colors, stuff in. In That's there. What colors just, like
0: colors are not great yeah
1: no definitely the color is not not something I do. so you can definitely be mindful of your minerals uh and if you can't handle the taste of that there are other options no
0: well. I just I'm totally doing the trace minerals and I'm doing the coconut water as well so
1: <laughs> no but you're right about the taste I'm glad I, I like I want to be honest with you and yeah. with patience because there's some things that taste awful and they yeah. won't take it like you know if you can't take teaspoons of coconut oil or with MCT oil people are like oh it's so gross then do the powder
0: yeah
1: uh, or the fish oil well you can do the capsules like there's yeah. alternatives people there, there are things you can do that don't use that as an excuse yeah. I too many patients are like, nah, well, I get this. I don't like that. I forget it. You remember if your doctor gives you medication, don't you? Yes. You yes. all do.
0: Yeah. You take that.
1: prioritize it. Yeah. <laughs> prioritize it. And even if it is prioritize it for while you're doing the program. Because okay. uh, yeah, anyways. Uh,
0: last question, cause I know, I know we got to go. l Elthinin, L-thenine, My
1: bell, I love it, I love it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's my jam only because I think I just seen so many people benefit from it, Gina. Yeah. It is an amino acid found in green tea. It is super safe. Uh, lots of good research showing that it just kind of calms the brain. Interestingly enough, promotes a certain type of brainwave called alpha waves. Alpha waves are calm, relaxed, and focused. Where something like the beta waves they're kind of discombobulated or they're frenetic people are stressed out and they have beta brain waves and so it's been studied with sleep and anxiety so it works pretty quickly It works within half an hour so people can take it you don't have to just take one a day you can take much more than that i personalize the dose to patients Generally speaking, one a day is not enough for most people. Okay. So if you feel anxious, you feel a little off, you can take phenine. Think of it like a natural van type of uh, approach without the hangover, without the negative impact.
0: Okay, so fine.
1: I'm a big fan of phenine. yeah.
0: So people who are stressed, take this? Yeah,
1: stressed, a little anxious, can't sleep, try it before bed, try two capsules. You know, like they play with it a little bit. Generally, extremely well tolerated. Um, I have, honestly, I have to say... um. There's maybe less than three in 10 years, less than three people that have been like, yeah, you know what? That thing didn't really like agree Mm -hmm. with me. So it's so well tolerated. Uh, And it's one of the first line things I use with my patients all the time.
0: Amazing. Okay, we are out of time. I of course I could talk all freaking day. I know you're gonna be back later on next time. Yep. Next time you're gonna be back, and uh, we will put the details on Dr. Paul and where to find him and all of that. Also remember that we are going because so many people asked to share this segment uh outside of the group and we can't do that because we're a private group, but you can we yeah. are gonna turn this into a podcast. You can listen to on Apple and Spotify. So you can find it over there and share with people. Um, thank you so much. It's always welcome, a pleasure. Gina. Always a pleasure having same
1: week. great to see, yeah.